you're listening to Of Sights and Men. A Daily Magician production. And welcome back to Of Slides of Men. You are joined by me, Jacob. And today my guest is Dan from Mindblown Magic. If you don't know who Dan is, uh, he has quite the following on YouTube uh, and on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, he teaches beginner introductory magic tricks uh, in a really nice, compact um, and understandable way. I've actually just been, I, had, I was stuck in traffic <laughs> coming back from Manhattan before recording this, and I've just spent the whole time watching his videos. <laughs> So it was really, really enjoyable. They're very well produced. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to have him on. It's not often that we get someone from like the YouTube magic scene. And I'm just, yeah, thrilled to have you, Dan. So how, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. No, and I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just get straight into it. It is kind of the generic question, but I am interested. Um, we, we talked for a little bit before this, but I'm just interested to know kind of where did this journey start for you? It is a generic question, but you know, like, did you, was it a magic kit? <laughs> Did you yeah. have a, an uncle? Uh, what was it that got you into magic in the first place? <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. I, I, I was probably about 11 years old and my dad brought me to a magic shop right here on Long Island. I live in Long Island, New York. Mm -hmm. And you know, I got my first deck of cards. He got me a Svengali deck. And you know, I, was, I fell in love with magic at that time. And I, I really got into it. I just you know, was practicing a lot. And uh, you know, of course, I made many trips back to the magic shop after that. And um, I was really, really into it as a kid. And then when I was in probably my early 20s, I started performing you know, live, doing kids shows and uh, we used to do nursing homes and things like that. Uh, my brother and I used to have an act and we did it together. And I was really into it for, for a long time. And then I kind of just grew out of it. You know, it, it turned into a job yeah. after a while and, and that wasn't fun anymore. So I, I really just kind of drifted away from it uh, for, for a while. And then uh, and I'm, I'm in my mid 40s now, in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I started picking up cards again and playing around with it. I said, you know what? I kind of kind of forgot the excitement of it. And I, and I started posting <laughs> videos and here we are. Yeah, that's so cool. And, and I guess I, I kind of gave you a, a brief intro, but if you want to look up Dan's channel, just to get some context for the podcast called Mind Blown Magic Illusion, you'll find it pretty fast. And it's, it's a, there's, so, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to digest. There's a ton of tricks. Um, and there's, there's all kinds of stuff from like mind reading to like I saw like a a balloon swallow <laughs> um some like mentalism type stuff like moving objects with your mind like i saw shell game which i'm in love with um it's one of my favorite one of my favorite tricks i think it, it plays really really well i think i first saw that at disneyland and it is just such an awesome routine really cool take on the the cups and balls um oh, but nice. yeah yeah. It's funny you said you were in Manhattan today, right? So you, you might have seen some yeah. people doing the old shell game on the corner over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always find that kind of funny. Like, in, there's like a there's a bridge in London, um, that like right next to right next to the um, London Eye, and there's just like there must be like fifty like three card Monty games going on, like the length of this bridge. <laughs> and yeah, whenever I go past it, it's kind of the same Manhattan when these people do it. I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. Like it, it works. It's still a thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I still that for my patter. But yeah, yep. so so did this all start? So when did the YouTube channel start? Then did that start? Did you kind of get into that? I mean, I, yeah. I've seen obviously you got videos from like five years ago, but did it kind of become a bigger part for you, deal for you during COVID? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, 
I started the YouTube channel first, and like you said, that was about five years ago. So actually, a little backstory there. So, so the reason I started that, my, my son, uh, who's 12 now, who's obviously younger then, he was you know, a big YouTube fan, and, and, and he, he was kind of impressed by some of these guys with a lot of followers. And, and he was explaining how, hey, if you get to 100,000 followers, you get this YouTube button with your name on it. It's a cool <laughs> thing. And I was like, you know, jokingly, of course, I was like, I could do that, you know? And you know, yeah, dad. <laughs> dad, you can't do that, right? So, uh, so you know, I, I took the challenge and I started posting some magic videos back then, but I got no traction at all. I mean, I, I, mm. I think I had up to two or 3,000 followers uh, up until the pandemic. Um, and that was after years of posting videos. And, and I guess I, I kind of believed them that, yeah, that was not going to happen. And then, right. uh, you know, COVID hit and we were all in lockdown and uh, I'm sitting at home and I, and I start getting really back into it. And I started posting on TikTok, which, by the way, was new to me because, you know, like I said, I'm in mid 40s. <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah. Uh, what I thought was a kids app at the time, but I've learned yeah, not, not exactly the target target digger, right? Not, not exactly the target age, are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you, it, it took off pretty quickly, and then I started growing a following, and then that translated to uh, my Instagram and, and YouTube. And, and I, uh, you know, about a year ago, I hit the hundred thousand mark on YouTube, and I got sure. the play button. So I told them, look, it took me longer than I thought it would, but I did it. So uh, <laughs> you did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so freaking cool. That's an awesome story. So how did you kind of keep the motivation? Because I know like I, my dad's like a creative type and he also like runs his YouTube and it's kind of a similar story for him where it's like it's kind of hard to get it off the ground and can be kind of demotivating, you know, especially when you're creating high level content, right? Because what you want to produce, even with nobody seeing it, still has to be good. <laughs> so how did how did you maintain the, the kind of motivation through those harder years before everything kind of blew up with the, with the TikTok, with the TikTok? Like yeah. That? I sound like I'm yeah. like 80 yeah. years old with the TikTok. Yeah, sorry. So no, it's a great question because that's probably the hardest part is staying motivated. And I, and I, I encourage anybody who's who's getting started, you, know, you just can't stop, right? You don't know which video is going to be the one. And so for me, it was just you know I enjoy it. I love magic, right? I enjoy teaching and I, I I enjoy video editing. And so you put those two together. So you know, at some point in the beginning, I wasn't doing it for the followers or or for the money. I was just doing because I love doing it. And um, you know, luckily it just paid off. But I'll tell you, you know, in recent years with uh, YouTube Shorts launching, you know, the, the short mm -hmm. short form videos where you can you know, you film in portrait view and less than a minute, that really helped new creators. So like I said, I encourage anybody, if you've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel, now is the best time in history to do it because the shorts will, will help you get your, your following up much quicker. And in terms of creating short content, then sorry, just to get a little granular, because I'm sure people yeah. are interested, like, because a lot of people ask us you know like i'm more in like the email marketing quite like old school direct marketing <laughs> that's kind of like what i study and love but i know that for a lot of people that they're, they're very interested in growing a youtube following or growing an instagram following and, and in terms of youtube shorts specifically like you said and even being monetized now right so it has even more incentive um wh where do you start how do you create short snappy engaging content i guess it's the same as tiktok right it's that similar vein of content so where would you begin yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it is exactly the same as what you would post on TikTok. And, and I, I, I'm just using an iPhone, right? So I don't even have any fancy equipment, right? I have a tripod, uh, yeah. you know, with a ring light and, and my iPhone, and I just film myself, right? I try to get the right lighting. And I don't even have any fancy microphones or anything, but you know, I try to just make sure there's no background noise. And I'll just film and film and film until I'm happy with the take. And then I get in there and I just, and I use CapCut, which is a free download, you know, editing software that anybody can get it for their phone. And I just cut out into dead air or, you know, if I say, like, I just said, you know, or I'll say, um, in between or something like that, I'll just cut those yeah. out, you know, so that it's nice and quick. 
Uh, what I found with, especially with TikTok and, and YouTube Shorts, is if you don't get into it very quickly, you have about half a second to get somebody's attention. So if you don't immediately have energy right at the beginning, you're going to lose them. So it's got to be quick moving. All the dead air has got to be gone. Uh, you got to you know, kind of get them hooked in the beginning and, and just keep moving quick. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess it's kind of like, it's kind of like copywriting is something I study a lot that I'm really obsessed with. And I guess like it's similar in the terms of like the headline, right? It's kind of like, they say like one of the number one rules of copywriting is like every line has to lead to the next, right? That's kind of like the point of every sentence is to get to the next sentence that they stay engaged. Would you say it's kind of similar in TikTok in that way? And then, and the YouTube shorts where it's like, everything has to have purpose and lead to the next part of engagement. At least that's, that's what I'm taking out of it. I don't, I'm kind of giving you a yes or no question there, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but sort of, sort of, I would say, I would say yes, or at least um, there, there has to be a change, a change in tone, change in motion. Into you know, People have such a short attention span when right. they're watching videos, you know, it's look, they're one minute videos already, right? And you could swipe as quickly as you finger will. <laughs> so if you don't catch your attention and then, you know, it's, it's changing the frame. I, I, in some of my videos, I'll put the big words on the screen that are just, you know, typing out exactly what I'm saying, just, just anything that will keep their attention a little bit longer, because ultimately what you want is followers who just like your content, right? And then they'll right. watch it. But in order to get to those followers, you have to, you have to get past the other, you know, million people that are just going to swipe past you. And so, that, so that's what you have to do. You have to use these little tricks to get them to, oh, say, no, no pun intended there, but uh, to, to get them to, <laughs> you know, stick to your video because that's how, you know, all these platforms work. If, if people will watch the entire video at least once and yeah. if they'll watch it twice, that's even better, right? It'll, it'll push it out to the algorithm and right. you'll get some, some new followers or you'll get in front of new eyes. But like I said before, it's about not giving up. I have, you know, on, on TikTok right now, I have just under 700,000 followers. Wow. And that's yeah, it might sound like a lot, but I'll tell you, I post videos sometimes. And if I get, if I get a thousand views, it's like, wow, you know, the, interesting. Why did, why did I only get a thousand views? It's 100,000 followers. <laughs> And then the next video I post, which is very similar content, I get a million views, right? So it's, you, you just can't, you can't figure it out. There's so many things about, you know, the time of day that you post, who's on, who's watching it, who, do, who does it get pushed to for the first run? Things you can't control are just going to happen. So you, you have to keep pushing and keep filming, keep posting and just don't give up. I like that. I think it's interesting as well, because I, I would say, because I, I thought about this a lot, like, because it's kind of, it's a big, like, question in like the creator market or just the, the industry that we're in is like how do you like make it right and i feel like like you said the, the, the large part is just like consistency and i feel like also the other section that i just wanted to bring up because i think it's interesting that people think about is also just making sure that you also have like the quality to follow up that consistency because sometimes i don't know i have this really <laughs> this is weird i don't even know why i'm talking about this i have this weird thing where like i'll i'll find people on like instagram I've seen like they've been posting for like 10 years but like their content isn't very good right it's got like 10 yeah. views but they've been getting yeah. 10 views for like 10 years and it it, it kind of made me like stop and think about it for a second because like I read a lot of self-help books and like business books and stuff right and a lot of it the key is like consistency grind right like just keep going 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 but I, I do think and that's something I've seen in your content it also has to be good you know <laughs> like it needs to be it needs to be consistent but then also something that you're, you're proud of right something that that you are happy people to see and i think with you you've got that perfect balance where it's like not only are you consistent and and not giving up but you also have that it's 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 high quality and very like well taught i, I will say like going th through your videos i was like wow like okay i get it like 
and because I, I, I was like, I was watching the performance. I was like, how are you going to like explain this in like a minute? <laughs> but I think you do it really, really well. So uh, anyway, sorry, I'm just kind of rambling here, but I, I do yeah, think. No, but but yeah, I, I appreciate that. And, and you know, thank you for that. I, I spend more time than you can imagine um, on, a, on those one minute videos. Sometimes I'll do 60 takes, literally 60 takes. And you, you, if you start to wow. believe in videos in my phone, but I'll do it <laughs> over and over and over again until I'm happy with the way I sound. Did my tone sound right? You know, was I looking right. at the camera? Was the lighting right? And then I'll edit it down, edit it down, edit it down. You know, some maybe maybe I might be a little neurotic, uh, you know, too much on this. But, <laughs> but it's important to me that it has the right rhythm. You know, when I'm going to post it, uh, because of exactly what you said before uh, about quality, and, you know, and quantity. You want you want quantity, but only if you have something to offer. Yeah, you, know, right. you see, I see videos all the time on TikTok of you know these videos on how do you grow your audience, and they say, oh, you got to post four times a day and you got, you know, all these right. crazy things. It's like, not, that's not true. You know, it, if you have good content and you post four times a day when you're new, that'll help you get an audience. But like you said, if you're posting garbage, yeah, you could post 10 times a day. It's still not going to go anywhere, right? You, you have to find exactly. something that's going to be valuable for people to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Cause I do feel like that's sometimes like a key component that we miss out. Like, cause I feel like everyone's heard the cliche, right? Where it's like, oh, just don't give up, like keep working towards your goals. But I feel like the caveat always to that has to be like to think, but also have something to offer, <laughs> you know, like yeah. try and be the best in what you're doing. Right. It's like, and do pick something that you believe you genuinely could do to a, to a high level of, of quality. Um, yeah. But yeah. And also don't be, a, you know, don't be afraid to, to take criticism. Right. Yeah. I, look, I didn't like it in the beginning when people, had, I have friends watching some of my videos and somebody pointed out, I had some videos in the beginning where I had music in the background because I didn't like the sound of the dead air and right. uh, you know, the audio was just, it wasn't great. But, you know, somebody pointed out it was annoying that the, the background music, and I, it was almost offensive to me. Like, hey, I put a lot of work into that video you're saying. Right. But then I realized, you know, they're just trying to help me, and they weren't wrong, you know. It, 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 was, it helped me in the, in the long run to look at myself critically and say, yeah, you know what? They're right, and if I make that change, that might be the difference between somebody watching my video or not. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like that 10,000-hour rule in a way, right? Or at least, like, something I try and think about is, like, okay, I've got to make 10,000 mistakes probably to be good at this thing. <laughs> so like, let's just try and get the mistakes out of the way as fast as possible. Right. <laughs> and I feel like perhaps for you, you kind of saw that same journey, right. Where it's like, okay, like it sucks that people are saying this about my content, but like, it, yeah, it, it takes that level of humility to just say, okay, well, but maybe they're just right. Maybe that's me making one of my 10,000 mistakes before I get this perfect. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I guess that's something that we also are quite used to as magicians, which is maybe why maybe why it helps with your content creation, right? Because to perform a perfect magic trick, it's freaking hard. Like even the easiest ones, right? Like your pattern, your flow, it has to be, it has to be right. It's not an easy thing to do. And I guess, it's, it's, do you find it's quite the same for you and your content creation that if you feel like those two skill sets complement each other well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's a good point you're making. I think I'm just lucky that, you know, this is the, the niche that I've chosen, right? Because performing magic live, it's probably nothing tougher than that, right? People are so critical. Yeah. Uh, when you're performing a card trick two feet from somebody's face, they're washing your hands, you know, they're, 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 yeah. they're listening to every word you're saying. You can't mess anything up, right? And you, and you learn in the beginning, and if there's any beginner magicians out there listening right now, you're going to make mistakes, right? People are going to catch you in the middle of a move. Yeah. You're going to have some heckler who's going to call you out. And, like, who cares? It's a, so don't take yourself so seriously. You know, some of these magicians are like, oh, yeah, they're going to act yeah. like they have real magical powers. Like, look, it is what it is. It's a card trick, right? Somebody catches you, laugh it off. You know, hey, you know, I don't have any real magic. It was, it's just a card trick and I messed up. And, and you move on. It's, it's, not, it's not the end of the yeah. world. But that's easy for me to say now. I remember in the beginning, it was real tough. You know, it, it, it's, 
you, you spend so much time practicing. And then when you perform live and somebody catches you in the move, it, it hurts and it, it's discouraging. But, you know, you have to just keep on practicing. And, and part of magic is crowd control, right? It's controlling the conversation in addition to being able to do the moves. And, and it's tough. But, yeah, I think that that does definitely translate right into making short form videos for sure. Yeah, I, it, it's interesting because I feel like I feel quite lucky because I spent two years in France where I was like learning French <laughs> and volunteering. And um, I feel like learning a second language is like, it's kind of like magic in that way where it's just like, <laughs> you just suck. <laughs> like every yeah. time you talk to anyone, they correct you or they can't yeah. understand what you're saying, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I feel like in a similar way, it's like, you you can't do anything about it. Like, it's just, that's just how it is. Like, if you want to get good, if you want to learn a language, you have to speak to people. So you're going to have to not speak very well <laughs> for, for, a, for, for, for a year, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of the same in performance and maybe perhaps the same with like creating content. It's like, okay, like I've got to put myself out there though, because if I don't make these mistakes and I don't have somebody correct me, then I'm going to be worse off for it. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think, and like you said, I, I think a, a really great secret to being able to do that and being able to handle that is exactly like what you said is is taking just being more casual you know like don't maybe just don't don't run before you can walk like you don't have to be david blaine yet like sticking a needle through your arm and never smiling you know it's like <laughs> you can chill out you, you can relax you can enjoy the trick with the audience i feel like that's something i really like about spanish magic as well i feel like they they get that they really have that down like yeah. just be on the journey with with the person that you're performing for absolutely by the way, the David Blaine thing with the needle through his hand. He, he did this one with the needle through his hand recently. Oh, man. Yeah. That guy's it's so guy. grim. It's so <laughs> grim. I love when, like, the audience realizes it's not a trick either. They're like, but this is not magic. This is just... Yeah, you're like, hold on. Wait, this is not a trick. This guy's just crazy, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, he picked a good audience with that, doing it on Ricky Gervais. He yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, he, he did not enjoy that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, I was interested because you, you talked about your son like way back at the start. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, uh, I'm only 23 um, and I grew up like with YouTube magic. Um, and I don't know if you know like Miss Mag, <laughs> but he was like the yeah, person that I, I do, Yeah, of course. He was yeah, the original. Magician, right, the OG, right? The OG. <laughs> and for me, like I spent so much time like learning those like YouTube learning over YouTube, that's like, that's how I started magic. That's really what got me engaged. And I, I thought it was so cool seeing like your son doing the magic tricks with you. Like when I watched your most recent video, I was like, oh, that's, that's awesome. And, and obviously like the Christmas stuff. I just yeah. wanted to ask like, how has kind of like performing for your son and performing around your son influenced kind of your style of magic and how you perform magic and your whole YouTube journey in general? Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's influenced by style, but um, but I love you know, performing with him, and he enjoys being on the camera as well. Uh, yeah. He likes performing at school for his friends, and uh, you know, the, like you said, that we do a Christmas trick every year together. Uh, we started that tradition, I think it was five years ago, and uh, yeah, we do a different, more of a like a stage type illusion, but we do it in our living yeah. room. So yeah, it's, it's it's not you know professional in any means, but it's fun. Uh, and cool. He enjoys it. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, I, and, and I love it. And um, you know, the point you're making about you know, YouTube magicians, because that's how my, my son, in addition, like what I, I'll teach him some stuff, of course, but he also follows magicians on, on YouTube and, and he mm -hmm. learns there as well. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's, it's this like transition in the magic world. If you ask any, uh, you know, 
old school magician will say, right? I, I guess I, I, I probably fit into that category now, but uh, I think of myself <laughs> as young, but you know, I'm getting there. But uh, they'll say, oh, well, the best way to learn magic is in books, right? Uh, the books have the best stuff. And that's not wrong, right? Some of the best secrets and the best you know, yeah. magic is, is in books. But I'll be honest with you, I get a lot more out of watching a video than, than reading a book, right? It's very hard sometimes to follow a move on a, on a, in a book but when yep. you see somebody perform it from six different angles in a YouTube video, you're like, oh, okay, now I get it, right? So mm -hmm. I think we have to adapt as a community and say, hey, you, you know, books are, are not a bad thing, obviously, but like videos aren't bad either. Right? It, it's actually uh, helping to move the art along. Yeah, 100% agreed. I think also people like me where like I grew up and that was my medium for learning magic. It's like at that point, it's not even like, whether you're like a visual or whatever learner, you know, it's just like, it's just genuinely easier. It's like, that's like the medium I started in <laughs> and therefore it's easiest for me to learn in that medium. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I, I definitely picked up magic books as a kid and, and I, I've read tons of magic books since then. And they're much easier now that I've seen the moves performed <laughs> over video. Yeah. Like I can read a yeah. magic book more easily, but I had to start with the videos <laughs> personally. But yeah, I 100% agree with you there. In fact, that, that leads us perfectly. And I guess, because I, th I know there's, you know, there's going to be some people saying like, oh, like YouTube magician, what does that look like? Um, but yeah, this, uh, it's something I wanted to ask you about and that we, we were talking about a little bit before we started the podcast, um, which is kind of the magic that you do teach on your YouTube channel, because I noticed that you make a point um, of not teaching anything that's really, well, certainly not revealing anything that, that is sold or like gimmick based stuff. Um, you know, you're not, you're not the sort of guy that's like <laughs> buying like a vanishing ink lecture and then teaching all the moves, right. <laughs> not that at yeah. all. Um, it, it's very beginner based and introducing people into magic. So can you talk a little bit about that part yeah. of your channel and where that comes from? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's this fine line between, you know, exposing magic and, and teaching the art of magic. And I, and I got a lot of hate, you know, if you've read my comments on any of my platforms, you know, the, I get plenty of hate out there from, uh, you know, from other magicians who feel like I'm, I'm, you know, hurting the art. But, but like you said, I make it a point to never just reveal just for the sake of revealing. So I don't, I don't buy a prop and then, you know, open the gimmick up and show everybody how it works. Like, that's just not what I do. I teach beginner sleight of hand. I teach some card tricks. I even, I teach some more advanced stuff on my YouTube channel because YouTube, you know, if you're there and you're watching a long form video, you're watching a five to 10 minute video you've searched that out. You want to learn that. And if you're going to right. search for it, you're going to find it. So why not, why not just give it to you in an easy to digest format, you know, that make you really go searching, you know, through a library and books and all that I'll, I'll deliver it that way. But when it comes to TikTok, where the, the, the videos are pushed out to people, I'm not just going to go and expose some, you know, some deep secret from, you know, the magic books, you know, I just wouldn't do that. So it's really, it's mostly, uh, like I said, super, super beginner type stuff. I mean, if I can teach it in a minute or less, then obviously it can't be too advanced, right? And, and right. that's the thought. <laughs> if I can get you excited and interested in, in, in something that you've not been interested in before, uh, well, then maybe I'm going to help grow this art and, and we're going to keep the magic alive. That, that's really what it's about. A lot of my followers are, are you know, young. Uh, I get reached out from a lot of parents to tell me, oh, I, I, because of your videos, I got into magic with my, my son or my daughter and we're, and we're performing together now or, or they're doing card tricks for us. And that's what really, that's, that's what it's about for me. I mean, I love that. That's, 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 that's what I want. I want to get more people interested and excited about the art of magic. Yeah. I think for me, this has always kind of like been pretty, uh, like an obvious thing. I know it's like a big point of contention in like the magic community, but 
personally like i'll just go out on a, like on a limb like so i just think it's stupid like anyone that hates on this type of youtube magic you're, you're just wrong in my opinion <laughs> like this, this is the type of magic that that got me started that gets people excited that gets you through the door and you know and it's like if you're getting like mad about people teaching like a key card principle it's like i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean it's like right. they, they can figure that out by themselves it's like it's super simple and then like you know some people have seen like i, I did a video on cups and balls right I, I basically poorly performed it so it was pretty obvious how it was done right and and, and i did that on purpose and it people are, are, are angry oh this is like an age-old secret and i get it like that that's that's one example where it is you know it, it, that is an older secret but it's also one that like if you can do it well i don't care if you know the secret or not that's like that it's like it's like watching somebody dance you know a, a, a ballet or something right it's like you want to see it even if you know how it's done you still want to see it penitella themselves did, did the version yeah. with, with uh, see-through cups right and i'm in no way comparing myself to penitella i wish i was on their level right same but um <laughs> but you understand what i'm saying they, they they showed exactly where they put all the loads they used yep. see-through cups and the trick was still incredible because it was so hard to follow because they're so good at what they do and you know that that's really what it's about it's, it's not knowing the secret it's being able to actually perform it that, that makes it you know interesting yeah 100 percent. and also like you said it's like i feel like it's the same reason that like lots of sports are popular it's like when you grow up playing them like i feel like that's part of the reason they're popular when you grow up playing them you just have so much more appreciation for watching them at be performed at the highest level yeah when you see somebody run track and field um and like if they've spent their whole life right someone spent their whole life training and practicing for the 100 meters and they go to the olympics and they watch like usain bolt run the 100 meters there's things that they're going to appreciate in that, that someone else could just never appreciate, right? They just don't understand the work and it makes it more beautiful. It makes it more compelling. And I feel like it's the same, like you're saying, it's like, like for instance, my wife's a dancer. And when she goes to the ballet, I enjoy it. Like I still enjoy it, but what she sees <laughs> compared to what I see is so different, you know, and what she appreciates compared to what I appreciate is so different. And I feel like it's the same with magic. Like when you start to realize like just the complexity and like skill and, that goes into just even a simple card trick when you see something on the scale of of what modern day magicians can do it really is just you appreciate it so much more you know it's like it's the same reason that magicians love being fooled it's because they know more that <laughs> they appreciate being fooled even more and i feel like it it has to be the same with lay people like when they know more and when they've learned more and when they're more in, engaged in the art then they're going to enjoy shows more at least that's that's my take on it i, I don't know if you feel similarly yeah no i, I absolutely agree and, I, and i've also noticed that there's there's you know different types of audiences right so there, there's the audience that just wants to be amazed and and they enjoy the magic and they don't want to know the secret right if you offered to tell them they would they would not want to see it um, yeah because they want to just be amazed by the magic but then there's there's people who they get more out of like you just said they, they want to understand they don't like being fooled right they want to understand the trick they, they see it as a almost like a, a puzzle or a challenge even if you don't yeah. uh you know position it that way some people see it that way and they get more out of learning the secret and then understanding how it was done and then appreciating how it was done um and yep. and that's fine with me i don't mind that even in a live show if i have somebody like who's trying to guess or whatever you know i'll, I'll pull them aside you know i'll say look I'll, let's talk afterward i'll show you how i did all these things I, i'm not going to keep any of it secret from you if you really want to know but you know let's let's let everybody enjoy the magic for now and then and you perform and they usually you know people are usually pretty cool about that um but you know it's, if they just want to learn because they're interested, I don't mind showing them. Now, if you have a heckler who's just you know, just trying to call you out on everything, that's that's another story. <laughs> you know, that, that's a tough crowd then. But yeah. um, if, if people who are just genuinely inter interested and want to understand the secret, 
I don't see any reason why, you know, see, you know, not, not publicly in front of everybody, but but on the side, you can't kind of show them and get them, yeah. you know, a starter into, into magic themselves. I briefly interrupt this podcast to uh, just share a little uh, self-promotion with you, if I could. Um, if you're enjoying what you're listening to right now, um, and you think that maybe you'd enjoy more of our content, uh, please head over to the dailymagician.com slash books. There you'll find 24 classic magic books for free and you'll be signed up for our daily emails where you can hear and get more content just like this. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed so far. And uh, like I said, that's the dailymagician.com slash books. Claim 24 classic magic books for free and you'll also uh, be getting daily contact from us with more incredible content just like this. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's a difference between like, for instance, like a well-guarded like David Copperfield level illusion that like is literally worth so much and, you know, has like 40 years of experience behind it that he wants to keep for himself because it's him that he uses on his show. And like you're performing like a, a <laughs> with an invisible deck, you know, like I feel right. like there's got to be a distinction there. <laughs> like exactly. I, I understand yep. these like top, top level magicians who who are so, you know, who it's sacred, almost sacred to them, you know, like that there are how much investment they put into a certain trick. But there's a huge difference between that and like an invisible deck, you know? And and I feel like that's where sometimes people can get really caught up. Is like, yep. yes, you, you do need to respect people's work, respect people's art, but there is a limit, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, you think back to like the Nast Magician when those videos, if you remember when when that was on the air. Yeah. And and I don't necessarily agree with what he did, right? He, he did expose some things that were like, you know, professional magicians making a living. We're using those things. So I, I wouldn't necessarily have done what he did, but I wasn't upset about it. And I'll tell you what, didn't stop people from going to see Copperfield and, and, yeah. and uh, you know, Lance Burton's show is still sold out, keeping on nonstop, right? Penn and Teller, they're yeah. doing just fine. So I don't know that, you know, exposing that really hurt the art. It, it you know, it just maybe yeah. got more people interested. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think like you said, there's a really interesting point that you made that there's two subgroups, right? Because like you said, there's a group of people that just don't care about the method. They just want to be fooled. Like they, like you said, they, they would never even think about Googling it because, you know what I mean? Like where would they even start? They, and they don't care. And then the, the subgroup that wants to know and wants to be invested in the art and wants to know the, the theory and will go to any extent to, to get at that method, like that's, that's okay too. You know, those two, those two groups of people can exist and it, they can both enjoy magic and contribute to magic. And it's okay how both of them think. I think that is a really interesting point that you made. Because like you said, I, I didn't even... I think sometimes we overestimate how much people think about magic on a day-to-day. You know, it's right. like... <laughs> like, I don't know if you have the same thing, but if you ever tell someone like, oh, like, I run a magic YouTube channel, or for me, where I'm like, oh, I, I run like a magic membership and I send, I have like a magic newsletter and podcast, people are like, oh that's niche, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's the extent that they think about it, that when you sell them what you do, they're like, what? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Whenever anybody yeah. in my personal life finds out that, you know, that I do this and then, oh, and somebody always, you know, it'll, it'll usually come up on, in, in conversation if I'm out at dinner or something. So it's, oh, Dan's got, you know, TikTok, he's got some follow. And, and they assume, oh, following, you must have like a thousand followers or something, right? You know? Yeah. And then when I show them the page and they see like almost seven, like people, like, they can never believe it. They're like, they don't even know that many people would be interested in magic, right? Exactly. And, and like, I'm one of the smaller magic channel, right? There's, there's, there's magicians out there with 50 million followers. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's niche, but there's a lot of people out there too. So, yeah. Yeah. 
it's definitely and it can be enjoyed by a, a wide range of people i think that's the thing as well as like sometimes we can get really caught up in like our own magician culture and forget like that isn't magic you know what i mean like there's a difference between like this super deep magician's culture and then just like what what an audience actually sees and like yeah. they're not the same <laughs> you're absolutely right you know it's funny you just reminded me of something that, that it kind of hit me recently I, I spent many years trying to perfect doing a pass right with the cards and, yeah. and I, I just like I thought that was the coolest move, move right <laughs> so I learned it when I was when I was I, don't know, I was probably a teenager I first saw it and I'm like I gotta learn yeah. this and I, mean, I, I can't tell you the countless hours I practice I still don't do it great I can do it but but not great but I practiced it for so many years. And then, it, like, one day it hit me when I was, like, I was performing and I just did, like, a, a you know, a triple cut to get the car back to the top. And I was to the spectator, that is just as good or better than me doing a pass, right? They, they, have, they don't know what, how much work went into the move. You know, it's just the outcome. And so I started practicing and, and looking into some self-working magic tricks, which are card tricks, which I, I never in the past would have done, right? I, I always thought that was kind of right. like... That's for beginners. That's not for me. Beneath you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you to this day now that I'm actually performing and I perform quite a bit, you know, live. Uh, I will do, uh, you know, a, a mix, right? I'll do, I'll do something that requires some sleight of hand, but I will do a handful of self-working card tricks. And if you present it in the right way, and, and because you've mixed it in with other tricks that use sleight of hand, they assume right. you're doing some crazy sleight of hand. And I get sometimes better reactions from the self-working tricks that my 12-year-old son could do. Uh, right. Instead of the one that took me twenty years to perfect, right? So it's just it's just funny. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I I think there's also something to be said for just like what you're comfortable performing as well, right? Where it's like, yeah, like you might be able to, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's effective a method, right? It's it's kind of like Divernon says, <laughs> strangely enough, yep. it's like you know, it's like it's always effective a method. And I think Theodore Ammon said like a similar thing. He's like, I don't care if like everyone is a stooge, but the one, <laughs> but the one person I'm performing for. Because for them, it'll be a magical moment, which is, is kind of extreme, but it is true. It's like, it's like if that one person walks away with the magic moment, even if every other person in the audience was a plant, it's kind of an extreme, but it's like, it you still kind of did your job, you know? Yep. It, it's, it's, it's interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny, for some reason, that just reminded me of something, but I, but I want to share it that uh, something, yeah, please. Uh, speaking of the, the idea of Stooges, it's a similar, similar concept. So I, uh, with the World Cup happening, you know, yesterday, the, the final world of the World Cup yesterday, yeah, I decided that I was going to, uh, I was going to predict the outcome of the World Cup, right? So um, <laughs> okay. I was going to put it on my TikTok and I my plan was to announce the winning team and the final score. Right. So, um, you know, no shock what the method I was going to use. Uh, so I don't think I'm giving much away here, but I filmed, you know, like 50 videos right, of all the <laughs> outcomes. And I said, Argentina is going to win one to zero. Then I said, you know. France is going to win one to zero. And I, I filmed and I edited literally 50 videos, right? Wow. And then I posted them. Up and down game. <laughs> you must so have been I, like, which ones are going to be? <laughs> I, I, so I posted it on TikTok one at a time. And what I did is I posted them live and then immediately made them private. So they would timestamp as live, right? Clever. But then private so nobody could see them. And my plan was as soon as the game was over, I was going to just put the correct score live. And then, you know, the first few people would see it. They would know what I did. But then, you know, once it got a handful of views, people would just look at the timestamp and it would look like I really did it. Right. So yeah. I thought this would be a funny thing to do and it'd be fun. So I did this. Well, um, I'm not a big soccer fan. <laughs> so, so there's my first thing. <laughs> I didn't know that the game could end in a tie. I didn't know that was a thing. Right. <laughs> so, so I, <laughs> all these I worked, I worked probably three days worth no, of work. No. 
and and we get to the end and it's a tie and, and somebody's like, what's happening? What is he's like, yeah, no, the kick, the kicks at the end, no, it stays as a tie. That's what happens. They just do the you know they do the penalty kicks now. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So this is the final score is three three. He goes, yeah. I was like, well, I guess I can't post this video now. So I have literally in my in my drafts right now, my personal my my private videos. I have fifty videos of the outcome of that game that I can never use. Oh no, that's terrible. But kind of funny. Yeah, yeah I was gonna but, say. Yeah, I I so, so now, now if I ever do that again, I know in soccer there can be ties, but maybe I'll just wait for you know American <laughs> football where there's no ties. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna say like you got very unlucky with that game because I was thinking I was like because yeah that that was quite the long back and forth, and then yeah ending in penalties. Yeah. Now that you know though, you could just record two videos, which is just Argentina wins on penalties, France wins on penalties. <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. Oh my gosh, I didn't think of that. I, I was thinking I would have to, I would have to film a whole bunch of other like number of penalty kicks. But you're right, I could have just done two more. Wow. I mean, I guess if you wanted to be like super, super impressive, you would have to record like a hundred videos where it's like yeah. France wins five to two on penalties, Argentina wins four <laughs> to three on penalties. But that might be more work than it's worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now maybe the Super Bowl's the the right call. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's cool. So I guess for you, like now, like what, what sort of magic interests you? Like, what, what do you still engage? What do you take pine? Who, who do you enjoy watching? So I, well, Penn and Teller have always been my favorite, right? I love them. Yeah. And, and basically everything they do, right? I like the different two TV shows they've had. And, and obviously I like yeah. watching Fool, Fool Us. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm mostly card magic. So I've been, I've been, I pulled out some of my old DVDs, believe it or not. I had, I had to oh, go yeah? buy a DVD player. I don't even have a DVD player, right? I, I found my old DVD. <laughs> And I went to put them in. I said, I realized, my gosh, I don't even have a TV DVD player. So I had to go on Amazon and you know, I bought one of those portable uh, DVD players so I could watch them. Oh, yeah. One of the little ones. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching and, I, and, I, and I've been getting back into some of the old, just, just you know, again, it's, it's, it's beginner card tricks, self-working stuff, but but kind of fun to watch and try to figure out the math behind it. You know, some of these tricks where you're like, oh, you spell your name and you deal a card for every letter and it ends up on top. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, wait, how could that possibly work, right? And then I got to work it out myself, and I'll, and I'll do it a few times. So I like trying to figure out the math behind them. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been into recently. That's cool. In terms of, like, math, one thing that I found really interesting, I, I'm, like, a really big fan of the memorized deck. And I don't know if you ever got into stack work, but, like, the maths you can do when you know, like, all the cards numbered from, like, 1 to 52, right? And you know all the yeah. value of the cards from there. And then, like, the maths that goes into that is just, like, insane. Like, I found, like, Harvard <laughs> essays on like, st on, like, stack work. And, like, the work, like, there's just, like, even, like, some shuffles you can do, like, where, like, I don't know, like, for instance, like, Pharaoh shuffles, right? With the stack yep. is so freaking cool. The fact that you can take, like, a new order deck, give it, like, eight Pharaoh shuffles, and it ends up, like, near enough to, like, one time a stack and all that stuff. Yeah, I think... Yep. Yeah, it takes it like a. Yeah, I, I, I think that stuff is super interesting. Um, I, I don't, I haven't done much work with stack decks, but I've, 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 yeah. I've messed around with them a little bit. The size Stibbons, size Stibbons, Stibbons, am I saying yeah. that right now? Yeah, you're saying it right. Uh, stack and, and, and some others. Uh, I find it super interesting, but I also find that I'm never like disciplined enough to keep a deck in that order. <laughs> I always have to pick it up and start shuffling. And like, then I remember, oh, I just messed up. Like, my, my stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I've never really done, uh, you know, performing live with, with, with stack yeah, yeah. work, but, um, but I, it is super interesting. Yeah. No, I did notice that because I was going through, I was like, well, it makes sense as well, right? Because especially for your videos, it's like, because you're appealing to like people that are starting out in magic, you're going to want most of them to be impromptu, right? And also to be able to be done with any 
set of cards that they can just pick up and start with them. Right, right. The, the most common question, I actually, I pinned a video to the top of my TikTok because of this. But the most common question I get is, oh, but, but what if they what, what if they make you shuffle first? Or what if they ask you to shuffle first, right? And I, I wish right. I could have a live conversation with the person asking the question because it's such an easy answer. Right? It's like, well, first of all, nobody makes you do anything, right? You know, it's, yeah. you control the, the situation. So if you're putting yourself in a position where the person could even ask you to shuffle the cards, then you've started the trick wrong, right? So you just got to get better up. at controlling yeah. that conversation, right? <laughs> You should be halfway through the trick before they even realize you didn't shuffle, right? So yeah. it's it's you know it's just a matter of controlling that, that situation, as, as I'm sure you know. But um, you know that that question I, every single time I post a, a video that has some kind of any kind of setup at all, that question comes <laughs> up a hundred times. Yeah, I guess for you, like I think you're in like a really unique position where you get to see like exactly how lay like people that aren't in it's such a weird i feel like it's so like in and out culture sometimes magic but there's like no better word than saying lay person so i'm just gonna say lay person yeah, yeah. i was gonna say someone that's not indoctrinated but that sounds even more weird <laughs> so i'll just say you're surrounded by a lot of like lay people is it yeah. you said is it kind of cool sometimes to see what methods they come up with for different tricks because i feel like something to me that's really fascinating is to see like the methods that people that don't practice magic and don't know any magic method methods come up with do you ever had any like Unique experience. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I find it interesting. And sometimes that you know you wonder who's on the other side of the typewriter, right? Oh, type typewriter, the keyboard. <laughs> you know, who's typing yeah. these things? Is it, is it a thirteen-year-old kid? Uh, you know, is it is it a grown adult? Because um, that would change your perception of what their guess is, is how the tricks are done, right? But uh, you know, somebody will go in there and it's uh, you know these crazy things. It's like, well, did you watch the video? Because I couldn't have possibly done what you're saying. <laughs> or like I filmed that one in you know my living room for the for for our Christmas tree in one year. So yeah. it's like, oh. The kid came through the trap door and the floor, and I'm like, "This is my house. Like, I'm not, you know, there's no trap door. We're not, we're not in like a Vegas stage here. You yeah. know, but it's, it's, yeah, it is, it is kind of funny to see that, and um, you know, and that, and there's a lot of people that that who I believe are genuinely guessing, um, and they guess it absolutely right, you know. And cool. sometimes I'll give them a little like or a message back, like, "Hey, you know, you're spot on. You got it. Um, you know, you can give them a little like encouragement that they did guess it right." Um, other times I'll just let it go and, and, and make yeah. people wonder and then, and then people will argue in the comments over who's right and who's wrong. That's kind of fun sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? A little bit of internet drama never hurt anybody, right? Yeah, <laughs> it helps get the views up too, you know? Then, then, exactly, then the engagement, the engagement. Are, the engagement. Yeah, exactly. Clever, clever. <laughs> sometimes you start the argument yourself on an alt account. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll tell you what I did in the beginning on, on TikTok, which I, I, and I don't like to do this, but I, I did it in the beginning uh, because it worked quite honestly uh -huh. you just make a mistake right so i would say oh i'm gonna find the guy's car and it's, it's four <laughs> hearts. And then i get to the end and i find the four diamonds instead of the four hearts but i act like i didn't notice right and, yeah, and, yeah. I and man the comments would go crazy everybody had to call it out and you know oh this guy's terrible oh, but, yeah, it hurt it hurts the image so i don't really like doing that but i was i did it you know in the beginning and it did work that's funny that's funny i like that and just end it. You don't make any comment. You just start right, playing. Exactly. Pretty... <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Little do they know you're playing into your ma they're playing into your master plan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The real magic trick was getting the comments right. <laughs> yeah. The real, ma the real magic trick was seven hundred thousand followers. <laughs> I don't know how you did that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I guess um in. I'll kind of I don't want to take too much of your time so I won't, won't go too much longer but thank you so much for, so far for everything you shared it's been a really fascinating conversation um I suppose for you like in the position that you are in in, in YouTube magic um 
where where do you see it going? Where where do you see things going? Like what 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 do you hope to see more of? Like do you hope to see more people doing what you're sort of doing? Um and kind of like what are your aspirations for the channel going forwards and and for the magic yeah. in general? So yeah, for for my channel, you know, I just I plan to keep having fun with it. Um, it's kind of like when I was mm. performing live. Like I said back when I was in my you know twenties, I was doing those kids shows. As soon right. as it became a job for me and it wasn't fun anymore, I stopped doing it. So that, that's the plan with YouTube. I'm going to keep doing it as long as I have fun with it. And right. you know, if it becomes a chore uh, or or I feel pressure and, and, and you know I have to produce something. I'm I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. That's you know it's got to be fun or else I don't want to do it. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm lucky enough to be in a position where this it's not my you know this is not my livelihood, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a little extra cash. I don't mind the extra money. By the way, YouTube does pay pretty nicely. Uh, yeah. You know, when you get some videos uh, with some views. But, but it's not how I, you know, it's not how I live. So, uh, and I don't want it to become that. Um, so yeah, it's just, it'll just be fun for me. And to answer the question, you know, do I, do I hope more people, um, you know, just, I, I honestly, I hope more people who want to perform and, and, and truly care about the art get into this for sure. What I don't want is more of the guys who, who are just exposing just for the sake of exposing, right? That's, yeah. that's not fun. It's hurting. That is hurting the art, I believe, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's hurting channels like mine. Because then yeah. people can't distinguish between the two, and they think I'm that guy, and that's not me. So, um, so I, I would I would like to see that you know kind of settle down a bit, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And in terms of people that are interested, you know, to go on your channel, obviously, I, I think quite a lot of my viewers are more advanced magicians. Viewers, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> are more advanced magicians. Um, what where would you have them start? What would you recommend if they want to have a, like kind of a nosy around on your channel? So I would say, um, go, just go to my website, uh, it's mindblownmagic.com and I have links to all of my channels. So if you're, if you're already a magician, uh, I would go to the YouTube channel, just click my YouTube link and watch my full length videos. The, you know, the shorts are all mostly beginner stuff and, and, you know, you wouldn't really get a lot out of it if you're already a you know, magician and performing, but some of my videos, the long form videos have, have, I think probably for almost every level, there's something in there to learn. And hopefully you'll find them entertaining and, and I, you know, I appreciate feedback. So, you know, feel free to, to shoot me a note or, you know, send me an email if you have thoughts on any of my videos, or if you just want to chat, I'm, you know, I, I, I like talking about magic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess before we close up, is there anything, anything you want to shout out? Well, I know obviously you, you we talked about the email list um, and my, a lot of the people that are listening to this are email followers of me <laughs> and they like <laughs> email newsletters so is there anything else you want to kind of shout out promote before before we close up yeah no so mainly, mainly the newsletter and just so you know what goes on mine i should say my email it's not a newsletter my, my email list what i what, it, what i give yeah. on the email list is early access to my videos so if i'm going to do a tutorial on youtube i'll usually post it or give a private link to it uh from my email list two or three days before i post it publicly on youtube so it just gives you a chance to see things ahead of time and then um you know i'll probably share some some additional content uh, specific to the newsletter or uh, to, to the email list in the future. Uh, so that's it. Other than that, you know, um, like I said, just just check out any of my socials and uh, uh, enjoy the magic. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for everything you shared. It's been it's been great to talk with you. Um, I, I've had a blast. Um, <laughs> the time's gone by really fast, so I, I hope the listeners have enjoyed it too. And if they haven't, well. I enjoyed it, so <laughs> I don't care well, too much. <laughs> I, well, I appreciate you having me. I had a great time talking, and uh, you know, I really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you so much. All right, well, we'll close out here. All right, take care. Bye-bye.